Thank you. You think, oh, that was, that ended abruptly, didn't it? Come on, another more cheers. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you all for coming again uh, to listen to one of our episodes on Let's Chat About Death. My name is Chris Brember, and I will be taking you through this podcast today. Today's topic is on exhumations. Uh, it's the word of the week, exhumations. Um, and, uh, yep, yeah, I'm here until Tuesday. Um, now, for those people that don't know what an exhumation is, an exhumation is when a deceased person that has been buried has, or the family or whoever, has requested that that person be lifted and then re-interred uh, somewhere or may even, like, especially if, if people are going to move states or things like that, or there might be another reason um, involving, say, a coroner. The coroner then has to exhume something if the cause of death or anything else like that doesn't sort of match up. So in my 22 years of being a funeral director, uh, I, I've, done, I've done heaps of these. Um, when I say heaps, it's not something that happens every week. Um, but I reckon I've probably done 10 to 15 of these. Um, and I remember in my early days that it was something that I really wanted to be involved in. Um, and it was like me, a kid in a candy store basically, where... I was eager to learn everything, everything about this industry. I absolutely love it. Um, and, you know, if, if this opportunity did come up to lift a deceased that had been down for, say, 25 years, I want to know what it looks like. I want to know what state that coffin or casket's in. What's the ground like? Uh, where are they going to be reinterred? Um, what's the condition of the deceased? Um now, a lot of people have, over over my years, always asked these type of questions, even on uh, Facebook and TikTok. Um, what do they look like? Like when when someone's brought up or how, how long does it take for a body to decompose? Um, well, I guess, I guess it all comes down to the, the ground um, and what condition that is in. Wow. Yes, yes. Because you could have five graves that are side by side. The first one could be clay. The second one could be um, sand. Next one could be rock. One after that could be just like a running stream of water going through it. And the other one might be really, really hard, just like rock, but um, other types of minerals in, in, in the earth. Now, each of those graves if you were to inter someone in at the same time and then exhume them, say in 10, 15 years' time, or even, you know, even sooner than that, they're all going to be at different stages of their decomposition. Now, the other factor that comes into that is what that person has passed away of, what drugs they've been on, um, you know, medical-type drugs, not, not the other drugs, but even those, even those can, can play havoc with the body. Um, so there's not just one definite answer of 
the body will decompose within the first month. There's, 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 I guess, guidelines or, or, you know, an approximate time frame, but it affects a lot um, when it comes to, yeah, exhumations. So the process for an exhumation is uh, a fairly lengthy um, journey. Now, I had one recently um, that, and I'm only just going to use this one because at the moment because this one's probably the one that's more more in my in my mind but this husband that we had uh lovely lovely man lost his wife um three years prior to contacting me through another uh funeral director that he wasn't um happy with uh and thus that's why he reached out to us saying that for the last three years he hasn't been able to sleep properly because he just feels that she wasn't looked after. And that's that's devastating when you hear that from a family. So I said to him, okay, so the process here is obviously we've got to get in touch with the cemetery, which we did. Um, and they said, that's fine. We just now need to know where uh, this lovely lady is going to be reinterred in, which he had already sort of uh, had an idea in his head of where he wanted it. So the cemetery advised that he has to go down there, make an appointment, go out and select the grave that he wants her to be reinterred in um, and start paying that. Now, the process of exhumation can be from zero days up to six months. It depends on the health department. This is the other side of it that we're going to talk about. So we dealt with the cemetery. The next thing is that there was oodles and oodles of paperwork that we needed to complete um, and all members of the family, including uh, her children, um, sisters, brothers, parents, any of that type, any of those people that are still living, uh, they had to give permission too that they that they were okay for this process to happen. So once we got all that back, and then we got a certified copy um, of the death certificate, we got a stat deck stating that um, what the reason why he wanted to exhume his wife. Um, we had all of that signed, that was all certified, that was all perfect. Then all of that with some dollars, um, I think we were looking at, uh, I think it was roughly about 100 and something or $200 um, application fee that goes to uh, Department of Health. Now, that's in Victoria, uh, in Melbourne, uh, in, in Australia, for those people that are uh, listening from overseas or in other states in Australia. So I'm not sure what your country or your state's rules are, um, but here you put the application in, they then go through it. If there's any questions, they'll come back to us. We then once, because you're applying for what they call an exhumation licence, like a permit to be able to do this. You can't just exhume someone and go, oh, yeah, all right, no worries. So they need to know when, how, why, or all, all of the logistics around that. Um, so once, once they come back and there was a couple of times that they came to and fro that, you know, can you get, can you get the husband to send me this? Can you get that done? So they just, they were very, very thorough. And I guess they've got to be like we just said, we don't want to exhume bodies just for the sake of exhuming. Um, so department of, uh, health came back, uh, and they said, yes, okay, we're going to grant that. Um, that license to him and to you. We just now have to send that through to the cemetery. 
then the cemetery do their paperwork and then they send that to the health department. So it's sort of like, you know, not double dipping, but we've done it, they do it, health department are happy with that. And then we can then set a date for the exhumation to happen. So, but he, as the husband, hadn't paid all that grave off, the new grave yet. So uh, exhumation couldn't be booked until that was done. So... Like I said, this this is only just one scenario. So once he paid that off, um, we then set in the date and we tend to do it like really early in the morning, um, somewhere around 7, 7.30, maybe even earlier than that. What tends to happen is the grave staff or the grave diggers will probably dig that grave maybe the night before and place a cover over the top of it. So they know what's physically going to happen um, or what needs to happen or what condition that uh, grave may be in. Um, and then they put in what they call shoring, which is like timbers that just protects the sides uh, or all ends of the grave um, because this grave was in between others um, and we're talking five to six foot. Um, there was only one burial in that, in that spot. Now with... Uh, on the day, obviously, we turned up. There's a couple of things that we've got to bring. Uh, one of them is a reciprocal. So we had a beautiful pine um, box made up um, that had a side that could be removed So or, and a topper. So that was easy for when we placed the deceased out in whatever condition uh, she was in into that area without having to lift too far into that pine box. Um, now, all the items that come out of that grave go into one big large body bag. We want it, the, the cemetery doesn't uh, dispose of any of that. We need to do that. Um, so we arrived, we had the pine box, we came across, the chief uh, grave digger was there or the boss of, of grave digging. Um, and then we have to wear sort of PPE, uh, so gum boots, the full uh, coveralls, gloves, um, respirator masks, uh, eye goggles. Uh, being the coveralls, have all got uh, head um, coverage anyway, so that was okay. Because the thing is, too, even though she's been down three years, you know, I mean, even even if she was down for a few months, you know, the the body is decomposing. And like we said, it depends on the, the condition of the grave. Uh, when, when we went there and we saw into the grave, um, the casket that she was in was pretty much dissolved. It was in, in bits. Um, so they had removed a section of the lid because that pretty much came up with the earth when they were digging um, and that left her exposed. Now, when I say exposed, um, was basically I had to then get into the grave, so five to six foot, which is a very um, uh, eerie uh, feeling. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. When you're when you're in a grave and you're looking up, it, it yeah, it sort of makes you look at your life a little bit. Um, so I got into the grave. Uh, Jess was with me, so she was on the top top part of the grave. Um, she was only very new to us at, uh, then. So she was setting up with the with the body bag and any bits of timber I was then throwing up uh, that she would then place into that, uh, into that body bag. The grave diggers and everything else like that, they don't get involved. Uh, they don't get involved in this process. 
It's just, you know, they just stand back with their arms folded, <laughs> making sure that uh, everything's safe. I mean, it's uh, their, their main role is is to just dig the grave and um, make sure that I'm safe and everyone else is safe. So, um, but it's just quite funny when you see, you know, five or six of them standing around. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite, and, and there's only me in the grave and, and uh, Jess on the top. So... I got into the grave and started um, utilising my hands to, yeah, pull pull out some of the timbers. Now, I realised at that moment that uh, in any coffin or casket, there is a liner, like a plastic liner. Um, that obviously keeps fluid and uh, everything all together. So if there is any leakage during or before the funeral or whatever, that, that is contained within that area. Now, because obviously the the lid had been removed and there was a lot of earth on her, so I don't know if over a period of time, you know, when, when they backfilled, uh, did the lid split, did it? I don't know. I don't know. And I, and I, can't, I can't sort of say that, yeah, it didn't or it did. So... Um, so I had to then sort of dig around her a little bit, removing um, soil out from underneath her. Now, she was in a skeletal state. But if you can picture a, a skeleton with clothing, um, that's exactly what what she was like. Uh, Smell-wise, yeah, it was, it was uh, pretty full on. Um, but I had the respirator mask um, and it wasn't until I actually sort of removed that after the exhumation and then uh, when we got her back to our care centre, that that smell became a little bit more uh, in your face, so to speak. Um, so to go back to, to the exhumation, so digging out the soil, everything's okay there. Notice that she was on the liner and that was still pretty much intact and there was a bit of plywood that was underneath that. Now that was pretty much in tatters but there were still areas around her body that was quite still intact. So the idea was for us to try to get some ropes underneath her. I think it was three or four ropes that we had. Tuck that underneath that liner and then try to bring her remains up intact without things coming off, if that makes sense. So I want to be able to, to try. And there wasn't enough room to, to put a, a backboard or anything else like that. It was very, very tight. Like even me, I'm, I'm a fairly large man and for me to be in there, I only had enough room to keep my, my boots in there and um, nearly lost one because <laughs> I got my foot stuck. But um, so we put the ropes under and then we just, then the men came forward and they helped us. They helped us lift up um, and then gently onto, onto the body bag and then we quickly zipped that up placed her into the the pine uh, coffin or box that we had there, put the sides back on and then we uh, gently took her across the lawn area uh, into the back of our vehicle and then we went uh, back to our care centre. When it comes to the grave, <clears throat> when it comes to the grave, our job there is to, they don't want anything in there. So if there's any timbers left or whatever, take it out. The family still own that grave. It doesn't mean that you, um, once you exhume something, that it goes back to back to the cemetery. No, they still own that grave, and it's up to the husband if he wishes to sell that grave back to the cemetery. 
But what happens is that they will only give you, and it could be just this cemetery alone, they will only give you what you've originally outlaid for that grave. So if by chance you paid $3,000 for that grave today and in 10 years' time you want to exhume and that might be worth, you know, um, $15,000, they'll only give you the $3,000 that you paid for. So then they're profiting from that. You see what I mean? So um, so we made sure everything was perfect and uh, on our TikTok you'll actually see some photos um, of only little bits because obviously we don't show the deceased or anything else like that, but what items were actually taken out. Um, and then all of those items that do come out of per casket or out of an exhumation, they then just have to go into a, into a, a skip bin. Um, no one would really know what it's attached to because uh, it's a lot of weathered board and all that type of stuff and handles that are manky and all sorts of things. So... Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's burials. It doesn't matter what type of coffin or a casket or whatever, you know, it, you, you do get affected by it. So, um, but I guess that's the process, isn't it? You know, you bury someone and they go back to nature, go back to mother earth. Um, I hope you're keeping up with all of this. There's probably lots of questions that you have in your head, but, uh, once we got her back to the care centre and removed the sides of the pine box and things like that, that was the opportunity where we could actually, because we they had selected another coffin for her. Um, so we all we really did was gently move her across in the body bag that she was in uh, and placed her into her new coffin. Now, because of her condition and things like that, uh, now exposing her to the elements, things like that, and obviously her smell... Um, we would normally keep them in the body bag um, because we don't want to damage her any further. We don't want anything else uh, affecting her. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, she's ready at that stage to um, be on her way uh, for the reinterment. Now, in this instance, I think it was three or four days after the exhumation that we did the reinterment. Uh, just with, you know, bookings and things like that, making sure that was fine. We went to the graveside on the day. I did a, a short little um, service for her or re-interment uh, service for her, which was just beautiful. The family were absolutely lovely. Um, the daughter and then the, the husband, they were just in tears. And I think you could just see the pressure come off him. Um so very, very happy with how that went um, and the whole exhumation and the experience was, was, uh, was great. Um, the, it, all the other exhumations that I've done have either been out of a concrete line grave, which they call uh, a vault, um, and it tends to be a lot of Italians that do this, or back in the day it was, about 15 years ago. So they would then exhume their loved one out of... Uh, that concrete line grave, which tends to have sand around the casket. And then they would inter them into a mausoleum, which is an above ground concrete crypt. Um, and once again, if you have a look on our TikTok or you look up the word mausoleum, um, you'll actually see uh, the mausoleums that we've dealt with. Most major cemeteries have got them. Um, and they're, they're a good option, but you're paying a little bit more for them. Um, does that affect 
you know, decomposition. Well, I think you still decompose either way. But majority of the time, if you were not an exhumation, but if you were wanting to go into a mausoleum, then you have to be fully embalmed. So they want to be able to slow that process uh, of decomposing down. Um, so an exhumation that comes out, they most likely being the Italian side or any other uh, European side, uh, it's probably likely that they've already been embalmed um, or their body's in a state that it doesn't affect that anymore. So they're then reinterred, possibly placed into another casket unless that casket can be cleaned um, and then placed in. So once again, trying to keep as much as we can um, safe because caskets obviously rot and deteriorate. So that then becomes an OH&S issue. Most caskets are around 100 kilos. Then you add the body weight onto that. So um, you want to do everything safely. I, like I said, I've done 10 to 15 different exhumations and they're all been very different. Um, I've seen people that have been down in the grave for 26 years. The condition, some of them, because the grave's been perfect, um, they may look, and I've seen them, the, the physical bodies, um, they just look like, some of them just look like they died yesterday, but just slightly different in colour. Um, others have been a little bit more messier. Um, and, yeah, I, I, we even had a family that, you know, her son um, had been buried. He was 18. He was involved in a motorbike accident or trail bike accident. I think mum and dad were a little bit, um, you know, against each other. I think there was a divorce and things like that. And the dad, I'm just assuming, just assuming that out of spite that he dressed his son in a white suit. Now, knowing that his mum absolutely hated it. Um, so then she's had to live for, I think it was 20-something years, knowing that her son had been buried in a white, in a white suit. Now, these are the reasons that you've got to put down on the exhumation paperwork, So, which was approved, which was approved. But she said, I want him out of his white suit and dressed in this suit that she gave us. And we did it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a very weird feeling doing it, but we're doing what the family wants. We're trying to give even the deceased, even though he was laid to rest, trying to give him a little bit of closure too because I'm sure wherever he is that he would have been going, oh, my God, you know, a white suit. And here I am, I'm 18. Who wears white as an 18-year-old? Um, I haven't seen many people wear white suits in my 22 years. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's a thing. So I hope that's sort of given you a little bit of an insight to the exhumations. Um if you have any questions, by all means, please uh, send us either via our socials. We're on TikTok, uh, Brember Family Funerals. We're on Facebook. Um, you know, we're obviously the podcast. Happy for you to, you know, shoot us through a message or anything else like that. So, yeah, exhumations don't happen every day. But uh, if you do get the opportunity, um, if you are in the industry and you haven't, hopefully something, you know, comes your way down the track and, and get yourself on it because it's a it's a once in a lifetime. I've been blessed that I've had those 10 to 15. Um, yeah, like I said, all different, um, some quite eerier than others. Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I, 
like I said, I'm a, I'm a kid in a candy store and I like to learn everything as much as I can. And, uh, yeah, no, we were – it was good. It was good. Um, didn't know what I was gonna actually going to say there. But, um, no, it was perfect. It was perfect. So those families be able to, were able to get a little bit of closure. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And um, I hope that you come back and uh, listen to our future podcast. Uh, it was a little bit different today, um, sitting here by myself without having someone else here chipping in. But, you know, these things happen. And, um, yeah, oh, I know. But... Uh, Thank you very much, whatever you're up to today. Enjoy and uh, look forward to sharing some more some more memories and more uh, stories and myths and misconceptions of the funeral industry. So thank you very much, guys, and take care for now.